of the East-West Crime Podcast, you guys. Another milestone. The big 4-0. Man, where was I when I turned 40? Oh, yeah. We went down to Jim's Lounge in Union City for some karaoke and some darts. A little cake. The fam-bam, my mom's. Good, good times. Bay Area friends, if you are out on a Friday and Saturday, hit up Jim's Lounge, the karaoke master himself. James Fernandez is running the mic down there. It's a great time, you guys. Bay Area! Guys, welcome to the 40th episode. I want to give a shout out to Ash over at Genie Media for figuring out just how to work with my brain. And when I wasn't clear, I wasn't clear on what the fuck I was doing with this shit or even how to articulate what I was trying to do. Man, this guy, he figured me out, man. This is my team, guys. Potential investors, this is my guy, this is my team. I don't budge on that. Dinez at eastwestgrind.com. Go through her to get to me. I ain't playing games, okay? It's like gambling right now. Watermelon, watermelon, train. Train, train, Calneva. It's exciting and scary all at the same time. Woo! Shout out to the Fan 5, Sue, Cherie, Hannah, Danez, for pushing me and believing in me that I could do this and figure it out, man. The maddest love to my group in my palm. We all got that palm of people, you know what I mean? Shout out to Diggity Doug for hearing something in me and through our podcasts, mentoring me and guiding me. The ebb and flow, the nose strip, breathing. <sighs> Nobody believes me, Doug. Nobody believes it. Shout out to the great state of California. Hashtag Bay Area. Hashtag home. California, you guys are topping the charts in downloads of the East West Crime Podcast. You guys, that's my family, my friends, everybody. They got my back because they know I got theirs. Guys, we got 40 million people in California. Thanks so much for that large chunk of listeners for being here with us. For being with me, guys. I appreciate it. Shout out to Holly and Robin who have had our backs here at the grind since the very beginning. Mad love, ladies. All right, you guys. Welcome to the 40th episode of the East West Grind Podcast. Everybody all over the globe here at home in United, the United States of America. My name is Christine Silva. I am your trusted host. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to the grind. All right, you guys. Let's do this.
What's up, everybody? How you doing? I am good. We are good over here. I'm still getting acclimated to the South some, but it's really, really nice here. We're just taking it one day at a time. That's all we can do. But before we move into the show, let's give a shout out to today's sponsor over at Body and Soul Botanica. Well, here we are, you guys. Four months post-op, major, major ORIF surgery, and I am walking. Nobody knows what to do with me or how to how I achieved this at 51 and so quickly. Dr. Cook at Kaiser in San Leandro is shocked and so happy that I am back into my yoga and meditation and stretching, walking, swimming. I love swimming, albeit it's slow out the gate. Four months non-weight bearing. Yeah, I'm a bit slow. But slow and steady won the race, you guys. You know what I mean. My ankle comrades ask me, what are you doing? How are you walking already? People in their 20s, same surgery. All I can say is I've been using Miracle Sports Cream from Body and Soul Botanica, and I consistently do my stretches and yoga and physical therapy. I spend two hours a day in the bathroom with a portable sauna stretching and balancing and working my ankle and my hips, my knees, my lower back. And guess what, you guys? It's that Miracle Sports Cream from Body and Soul Botanica that I am using on all those areas that have been asleep while I've been off my feet all these months. Every day I feel stronger and my groove is coming back. Folks, I'm a firm believer that Miracle Sports Cream from Body and Soul Botanica played a huge role in my healing. And as I've said in the past, Body and Soul Miracle Sports Cream will be the only topical cream I use for aches and pains moving forward and in my life. I'm getting back to my life pre-COVID and pre-surgery. It really is a miracle, you guys. If you haven't already tried this product, this Miracle Sports Cream, guys, give it a shot. Everybody I know that uses it swears by it, just like me. And check this out, guys. Body and Soul features all-natural plant-based products that are not only good for your body and soul. I just did a hot soak in the eucalyptic bath products. Uh, Trust me. You'll see what I'm talking about. It is so relaxing. But guys, not only are the products at Body and Soul good for your body and soul, they smell fabulous. It's got that mentholated scent that makes you feel all fresh and rejuvenated when you smell it. Your body and bones and blood cells, you can actually feel all that good, youthful activity running through your bones and body. And remember... It's not greasy, nor does it leave that filmy coat over your skin that once it gets heated up, it becomes too hot and you gotta wash it off. You follow me? Nah, it's not that product, you guys. Listen, guys, this is legitimate stuff. Body and Soul Miracle Sports Cream is the secret weapon of some of the NFL teams out there. It's what those team leaders use to get their players back from injury fast. These guys in the NFL are taking beatings. They use this product, you guys. You better get you some for those aches and pains sitting in that recliner. Folks, this Miracle Sports Cream is also the go-to product for retired professional athletes and Olympians, helping them get decades back on their legs 
so they can stay active. Even with the wear and tear on their bodies, we all have wear and tear, you guys. Admit it. But listen, guys. Those that know me know that I do not put my name on or behind shit products. I don't do it. Okay? So remember, don't come knocking with your snake oil. This is me being real with all of you, my friends, my listeners. Body and Soul Miracle Sports Cream has made a positive impact on my life and in my healing process. It's facts of my experience using it. So if you're having aches and pains in your shoulders, your knees, your lower back, or you're just coming out of the house to get active again in the community, whatever, I give you my word, friends, Body and Soul Miracle Sports Cream and products can change your life. I know, because like I said, I experienced it firsthand. The Miracle Sports Cream is 100% plant-based. See, the hippies were right. It's hemp-based. It has 11 herbal extracts that go beyond CBD to actually help your body heal itself from within, as Mother Nature intended. And check this out, you guys. We have an exclusive deal for East West Grind listeners. Go to www.bodysoulbotanical.com. We'll have the link in the show notes and enter promo code East West Grind at checkout to get 20% off your entire order, guys. Take advantage of that 20%, you guys. Some of our listeners took advantage of that 20% and applied it to eye products and bath products from Body and Soul. I'm one of those guys, and we love it. They love it. Remember, guys, this offer is exclusive to my loyal listeners and my friends. Take advantage of it, guys. Don't let pain stop you from living your best life. Get this Miracle Sports Cream. Your body will thank you, and it helps support this podcast so we can keep bringing you these EWG East-West Grind episodes. Cool, guys? All right, cool. Once again, use promo code EASTWESTGRIND at BodyAndSoulBotanica.com and get 20% off your entire order. I promise you, you won't regret it, guys. Peace out, y'all. Yep, that's the product right there, you guys. Listen, I don't know these guys I'm about to play right now. They are my YouTube physical therapists. Listen to these two real quick. Bob and Brad, the two most famous physical therapists on the internet. Hi folks, I'm Bob Shrub, physical therapist. Brad Heineck, physical therapist. We're the most famous physical therapists on the internet. See? And I am lightweight, jogging now. Very lightweight, but it's a process. Back to the hustle and the five, six miles a day I used to, you know, walk before I got injured. And these guys are my dudes. Check this out, you guys. I will put it in the show notes for my fellow broken anklers or, you know, broken hipsters, whatever else, you know, people are, you know, needing physical therapy for in their 40s, 50s, 20s, whatever, man. Everybody, you know, who gets injured has to do physical therapy. These guys are the bomb, Bob and Brad. Bob and Brad, the two most famous I love their music. All right, let's get a bit into the move. Listen, you guys, I've said this bits and pieces throughout the past month. This country's beautiful. We drove from California through Arizona 
New Mexico, Oklahoma, Arkansas, Tennessee, Mississippi, Louisiana, Alabama, Georgia, where uh, Big Marge lives, and into sweet, sweet South Carolina. Arizona was just like driving through a movie scene with those mountains. They're like red rock and all like curved. If you've seen the movie or if you've been to Arizona, you know what I'm talking about. If you've seen it in the movies, it's it's hard to focus on the road uh, because you just want to look at the mountains. <laughs> New Mexico, who's in charge there? That place is shady AF. They need development there to give those Americans something to look forward to because that state looked like a one-horse town with little opportunity. No disrespect. Look at your state and your local leaders, New Mexico. All the residents I spoke to, I mean, they were pretty much, all of them, there's no opportunity here. There's no opportunity. The best thing about New Mexico was that, you know, when you go into a Mexican restaurant or a taqueria and you order your entree with, and it comes with beans and rice, not in New Mexico. I got my entree with beans and pozole. That was a major score for me because I love that soup. Anyways, that was uh, New Mexico. Oklahoma is green. Very, very pretty. Arkansas is great. Tennessee, Mississippi, Alabama, all beautiful. In Georgia, it seemed like people were on edge. We stopped for gas in District, I think, 14. That's where Big Marge runs the show. Everybody knows Big Marge, right? Ash, give our friends a little bit of a... Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene, please. Social media found in 2018 and 19, she repeatedly indicated support for executing prominent Democrats, including Speaker Nancy Pelosi. In a widely shared video from 2019, Greene declaring Pelosi a traitor, implying she should be executed. It's a crime punishable by death, is what treason is. Nancy Pelosi is guilty of treason. She's called for the hanging of Barack Obama. She's called for the hanging of Hillary Clinton. Right now, they're trying to expel me from Congress. Yep, they don't like they don't like a lot of the things I say and do. Um, they're tr- they're you know it's a witch hunt. Whack them all. But while we were in the great state of Georgia, there was this guy who looked to be of I don't know Middle Eastern ethnicity. I don't know what what's the right this guy maybe from Pakistan. India, somewhere like that, not Saudi Arabia. So anyways, you get it. You get the picture. So he's running the counter at the gas station. And I say to him, hey, how do you like it here? You know, just trying to make conversation. Dude's hella jumpy. He says, I was born here, all defensive and worried. And I was like, dude, calm down, calm your tits, you know, like, chill. I meant, how do you like Georgia? We're from California. See the plates out there? He's like, oh, okay. It's, it's nice. Then he was like, I always wanted to go to San Francisco. And I'm like, mm-hmm, yeah, I could tell. So that was kind of like a weird little Georgia stop. But then we cruised right into South Carolina. 
My mission on this venture, as I've said many times, is to bridge the gap between the southern states and the northern states for a couple of reasons. One, I believe someone is pitting us against each other in an effort to keep Americans angry at each other. And I don't think it's right. I'm 51 years old. I've never seen the country divided like this. And I know everybody says that. I've read it everywhere. Everybody says, oh, we've never been divided. I'm telling you from the 70s, 80s, 90s, 2000, this shit is crazy, okay? We didn't have mass shootings in the 70s, 80s. It was like 89, I think, or we didn't have that kind of shit going on because people didn't have military-grade weapons on the streets. When did that change? When did that become okay to have military-grade weaponry to civilians? Because that's our military type of, that's war type of shit. Why do American citizens have it? I'm just curious, when did that happen? When did that change? I don't, I don't know. But I was never really actually alive during an uprising like what we're seeing over the past few years, going back to Charlotte, going back to the the Me Too movement. I mean, I've never really seen anything like that before. I can't believe what we're doing to each other. Half of us are, you know, trying to hurt each other. The other half are trying to defend themselves and vice versa. Like, why are we doing that still? But I think there are serious misconceptions about people in the South, that the people in the West need to open their eyes to, and vice versa, vice versa. But I haven't even dealt with the Midwest. Michael Moore is on top of that shit anyway. He's he's over there in Flint. But listen, we're going to try and clear up some of the misconceptions both sides of the country have about each other because the politicians are not going to reach across the aisle for anything. These elected officials on both sides, one more than the other though, But there's some okey-doke shit going on on both sides of the aisle. And if you don't call it out and get it out when you see it, you are a part of the problem. Jamie Harrison, I see you as the CEO of the Democratic Party, sir. Please, I think voters on both sides of the aisle will agree. Do not, this is on both sides, the RNC, the DNC, Do not put money into shady candidates or shady politicians. If you are, we want to know why. If you're putting money behind people who have paid fines to catching things that fell off of the back of trucks, we want to know why. And then we want to know what you've been catching off other trucks yourself. Because if you see it and and you turn your eye or your head to it, that tells me, You're in it too. Politicians like you, that type I just described, you guys got to go. You guys got to go, man. That's old news. We're done playing games, man. We got to get our citizens up. We got to help each other. But a lot of these politicians don't want to unite us as Americans. They're too worried about keeping their elected seats. They don't want to go back home. Ladies and gentlemen, veteran politicians will say whatever you want to hear that will get them your vote. And they will do the opposite after they win. Not all, but I have yet to hear any politician, any, 
tell their constituents that both sides of the country need each other because we do. The South is filled with farming communities and farming equipment. Your equipment is more efficient and ergonomically fitted for the farming community, courtesy of the engineers in the West. And the West is all about farm-to-fork eating equals the need for the farming community. See, both sides of the country need each other. See how food brings people together? That's why you always have a meal with someone. You can get to know who they are. Let their guard down. Anyways, I'm here to try to clear that shit up. Let me tell you something, my West Coast neighbors. Southern Hospitality... I mentioned a little bit last week. Southern hospitality is a real thing. We're in a state with 35 million people less than in California. It's a slower pace of life for sure. There's elbow room, no traffic. It resembles Fremont like 35 years ago. I may have mentioned that already. Young people and old people hold hold open doors and parking spots for people with a cane or in a wheelchair. They hold doors for each other just because they're coming out. The other day, a guy gets out of his car. He had cut us off. And then we got stopped at that red light. And he gets out of his car and we're like, oh shit, here we go. And he's like, I'm so sorry I cut you guys off. We were like, What the fuck just happened? In the Bay Area, you cut someone off, you get this. Okay, yeah, go, put your blink on. I don't see your blink. Where's your blink? It gets ugly. But people are not on their phones at dinner. They're all talking to each other. Maybe it's because the service is terrible. The internet is slow here in the South, very slow. Not like like dial-up slow, though. Not like that, but slow. And this, this is a real problem, for sure. Sinks, right? Showers. And what goes with a sink and a shower? Ten times, right? Ten times. Wow, Bob, not me, of course, not me. But you, him. But I never mentioned that. Because one time I mentioned all three. I said, sinks, showers, and toilets. The headline was Trump with the toilets, toilets. That's all they want. They don't even mention this. So I didn't mention that, okay? I go off the record. But you know what? It's terrible. You want to wash your hands, you turn on the sink, the water comes out. So you leave the water go 10 times as long, it's the same thing. You have a shower. It's no good for me. The shower in our place, it's true. It's like drip, drip, drip. Not really that bad, but you get the picture. In California, we don't have much water, but the water pressure is bomb. Side note, that water pressure issue, flushing toilets, that's something I'll bring up at a city council meeting I'm planning on attending. That's a local thing, maybe a state thing, I don't know. But if a president is at the podium or a rally talking to the American people, 
about shower heads and toilets. Isn't that a red flag that one, he's just talking about an issue to make those having water pressure issues in the South feel better because he's talking about the issue that bothers them. Toilets and water pressure. And at the end of the day, he can't and didn't do shit about it. Nor did he intend to. Remember what I said a few minutes ago about politicians telling you what you want to hear to get your vote? Exhibit A. And two, is this what we want an American president to worry about? I mean, we've got an entire world to keep our eyes on and enemies all over the world that we've got to fend off from us and our allies. And this is the shit he's, my fellow Americans, with us about, you know, this is what he's doing that with? Shower? Water pressure? Do you see the con yet? Anyways, the South, here in South Carolina, is beautiful and it's peaceful. We've been treated, like I said before, with nothing but respect and courtesy since we've been here. And of course, that's how we treat everybody else. I can say sir and ma'am without people going, you being sarcastic? That's how people would respond to me back home. Everybody's so tense. You know, it's a uh, it's fast life over there in the Bay Area. Although you're stuck in traffic for hours, the irony of it all, huh? But I'd be like, uh, no, motherfucker, that's how I talk. 30 years in the service industry, that's how I talk, sir and ma'am. Well, here it's just everyday talk and lingo for everybody. It's, uh, you know, Southern hospitality. But let me tell you guys something before I move on. Check this out real quick. Whether it's San Francisco or New York or Seattle, when you think of homelessness, you think of major cities. But the homeless crisis is not limited to big population centers. Some of the hardest hit places are small cities and towns where even a small homeless population can put massive strain on public service. For the latest installment in our series, Homeless in America, our producer, Charlie Cougar, went to Oregon, where one small charity is fighting to improve a desperate situation in Eugene. Watch. Our first stop in Portland, Oregon, wasn't meant to be work-related. It was for breakfast at an upscale bakery near the city's fashionable Pearl District. But when we arrived, we found this, a homeless man rifling through a trash can. In the parking lot, a dirty syringe. Homelessness in Portland looked a lot like what we'd seen in other cities. Lots of tents, lots of drugs. The city's permissive culture, it's... Tucker Carlson and Fox are always talking hell of shit about homelessness in California, Oregon, and Seattle. But I'm here to tell you, the 12 states I just went through, Arizona, New Mexico, Oklahoma, Arkansas, Tennessee, Mississippi, Louisiana, Alabama, Georgia, and South Carolina... I saw how I saw homelessness. I saw drug addicts. I saw poverty. I saw trash. Everything that Fox and them been complaining about the West, homelessness, poverty, addiction, trash, it's happening in the South too. And in the Midwest. It's an American problem, not just a liberal state problem. See how they play their viewers? Like those problems are only in the liberal states. And before you send me that, well, it's more of an issue in California, in Seattle. Bullshit. 
As I said earlier, I'm in a state with 35 million people less than the state I came from. Of course, more populated states are going to have higher rates of those problems. The problem is that the problems exist everywhere in this country. Let's talk about how to fix the problem instead of pointing fingers at liberal states like every other state is, you know, their, their backyard is all clean and nothing's going on. Bullshit. Don't try to play the people and don't try to play me. All right, here's an email. Boris in New York. Trump will be back and better than ever. Trump 2024. Oh, I believe you, Boris. Is this Boris Epstein? Is that you, fool? But I see it, Boris. I see the ads for free Trump 2024 hats and Trump 2024 beer koozies and free Trump 2024 ice chests. Like I said, all free. All you got to do is pay the shipping and handling. His rally in Alabama last night was a repeat of 2015. Those rallies. Here's a doozy right now from 2015. What you're doing to us is terrible. We will build the in the United States. We will build the plan in the United States. A hundred percent. And I'll say the same thing to Nabisco. It doesn't help us. It doesn't help us. When you look at what's going on, when you look at what's going on, where Nabisco's closing and so many places are closing, when you look at the kind of money that these countries are making, and I'm naming a few, I mean so many countries, we don't have anything left. We're running on fumes. We're running on fumes. There's nothing here. When you look at what happens, they're so much sharper. They're so much smarter. And we're not going to have a country left. We need to have our borders. We need to make great deals. You know, the man in the back just shouted Israel. How would you like to be Israel right now? They relied on us. But like I was telling you guys, he knows his audience. His scripts don't have to change. He recycles to old audiences who may have moved on and maybe have a deja vu moment at those tailgate rallies or, you know, if they're there or they're watching them. And his new rally goers, to them, his script is just talking points, new talking points. And it's new to people like you who are new rally goers of this 2021 rally starting thing up. If you're, you know, 18, 19, 20, you may have been, you know, underage over the last five years. Your parents didn't let you go. I don't know. I'm just saying, if you're new to the rallies, those rally scripts are from 2015, 2016. You can see them online because they happened already. But to someone like me, it's so 2016. I get people that slide into my DMs with snowflake, libtard, lock her up. I'm just like, whatever. Anyways, Boris, check this out. What's your opinion on this? Obama gets an American soldier held by the Taliban for five years in exchange for five Taliban terrorists. Trump's like, 
How stupid are we? That's sort of like Sergeant Bergdahl. Has anybody heard of Sergeant Bergdahl, the traitor? No, no, the traitor. I call President Obama the five for one president. We get Sergeant Bergdahl, a traitor, who, by the way, six people at least that we know of, six people were killed trying to get this guy back. Six people. They went after him. They wanted to get him back. So we get Sergeant Bergdahl, and they get five people that they desperately wanted for years. That are right now back on the battlefield, trying to kill everybody, including us. How stupid are we? How stupid are we? Fast forward to 2018, with the great Middle East peace deals or ceasefire that the Trump administration brokered with the Taliban and not the Afghan government, and with the deal Trump brokered. The United States released five thousand, or said, "Hey, let five thousand Taliban terrorists, one of which is now in charge of the Afghan government." How stupid are we? How stupid are we? Five thousand terrorists, five thousand Taliban terrorists, Trump released for a temporary ceasefire. That's like Russia. Brokering a deal with the Grand Pugaw of the KKK here in America, instead of dealing with the President of the United States, one, how valid will that be? Will would that deal be? And two, would that be okay with you guys if Russia made a deal with the KKK instead of our government? Would that be okay with all you patriots, left and right? That's what Trump did in Afghanistan. He made a deal in that country with their terrorists and not their government. Why? Why? But let me tell you something, Boris. We're still on the email with Boris in New York, guys. Listen, Boris. In 2015, 2016, when Donald Trump came down those gold-plated escalators, like most, and I've said this. Many, many times in the past, go back forty episodes. But let me just share what I've been saying since day one. I thought it was a joke. The guy from all the rag mags of the seventies and eighties, the National Enquirer, the Globe, Sun Magazine, Star Magazine, all trash, but great during bathroom time. You know what I mean? You see the connection? Anyways. My aunt Rosie used to buy those shits. Some of the headlines read: "UFO kidnaps man in Kentucky. He returns four days later." No, dude, you were on a bender. It wasn't a UFO that kidnapped you and probed your butt for information. It was the meth or the crack you smoked that made you think you'd been kidnapped by aliens. You were on a bad trip. <sighs> Let me ask you guys something. If you were an alien from outer space with a spaceship, and you were coming down here to Earth, America specifically, specifically, but if you were coming down here to get information, would you come down here from space in the middle of the night to pick up some dude tinkering in his truck, looking for nothing because he's tweaking? No way. 
you wouldn't. Or, or, if you were coming from out of space, would you maybe seek out someone like Neil deGrasse Tyson to probe his ass and see what he knows? Do you guys see what I mean? Those are those crazy magazines that people are writing about, taking those stories. The tabloids. Next time you're in the grocery store and you're waiting in line and you look over at the grab-and-go water or D.C. or Mountain Dew, look to the left, a scotch, an inch, to all those magazines. Think of me and laugh, because that's what I'm talking about. And oh yeah, I read them shits when I wait too. When I'm in the grocery store, I read them. I don't give a fuck. I got to know what that group is up to, too, man. And Boris in New York, the people who read those magazines and absorb those magazines as their news and not as gossip for what those magazines actually are, but that is a certain group of people. And that certain group of people are the fringe, the knuckle draggers. No offense. I was a knuckle dragger, a knuckle dragger hustling in the service and culinary world for 30 years. Hustling, man. Working. Paying bills. Raising a family. That's a hustle. That's a lot of people. That's the majority of the people. That's the hustle. But I was on the corporate end of it all. But that, that group, that was the January 6th rally goers that evolved into insurrectionists. I don't think a lot of them, they didn't go to the rally as insurrectionists. They involved into insurrectionists when they tried to overthrow the government, break down doors and windows. We wouldn't let someone, like some crackhead or, I mean, you've seen the videos, you've seen the pictures, come on now. But you wouldn't let somebody do that to our schools. We'd be like, lock them up. Yet we've got a whole fringe, a whole bunch of people like Ryan in Colorado talking about how it was not an insurrection because they had no weapons and the Capitol Police did not stop them. One, numbnuts, the Capitol Police were outnumbered. And I'm sure when the chambers were cleared, they got the go-ahead to let them go. Give them enough rope to hang themselves. Let them go. The cameras will get them. It's the Capitol. There's cameras probably everywhere except the bathrooms in every inch of that place. That's our government. Duh. But 600 plus and counting are paying the piper in the legal system for that shit. Ashley Babbitt, too. They're trying to make her a martyr. She served her country and she turned on her country because she didn't like who won the election. That's how deep in the rabbit hole these individuals are. You got to call that group out. They are the drug addicts of the, of the country. Some have PTSD, mental illness. And I'm talking about the vast majority of this group that went to the Capitol and went crazy. Going into our Capitol building like they were going to do something. And like I've said before, our government fends off nations that are trying to take us over, terrorists that are trying to come in and pull some 9-11 shits on us. Our government is what keeps us safe. 
And you fucking bozos thought you were going to go in there and take them over in your fucking $9.99 Kmart shoes that are like five. I don't think so. I don't think so, man. What were you thinking? That's how fucked up you guys are. That's how fucked up your sources have got you where you consume your news. Who is telling you what? Were they there at the insurrection? Were they there at the rally with you to help you? Did they walk with you? Did they go into that building with you? No, they weren't. You were the pawn. You were the target. You were the muscle. And now you're in jail while they're out still talking hella shit. All right, we're going to do this. This is going to happen. We're going to court. We're going to do this. We're going to... No, 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 no. Nothing's happening. You got played. This is the Bannon listeners, the Rush listeners. Rest in peace, no offense. I'm just saying. But it's those guys, the Alex Jones, the Dan Bongino. They don't operate intentionally, I believe. These guys are not dumb. But they don't operate in the reality of the world that we all live in. They operate in conspiracies. Conspiracies aren't reality, Boris, in New York. But in the real world... There are consequences, and they're all finding out about them now. Conspiracy theorists' realities are dude parked on the sidewalk in front of the Capitol the other day, calling for his revolutionary brothers to help and support him in his cause. And he's alone, in his pickup, wanting to be home by Sunday dinner. It's on you, John. I'm ready to die for cause. And brother, if you said if you could do anything to save one life, one life, you said you'd do it. Well, you got a chance. I want to go home Sunday. I want to go home and see my wife. We're living in a free country, Joe. Choice yours. If you want to shoot me and take the chance of blowing up two and a half city blocks, because that toolbox is full. Monium nitrate, it's full. I don't want to die, Joe. I want to go home. Just like the people in Afghanistan want to go home. Them people's lives are on your hands. All them dead people's on your hands. Afghanistan, I'm standing for you strong, too. The motherfuckers should have bombed their asses and made sure you was all right before you left. This guy thought he was going to go park his shit on the sidewalk in front of the Capitol building. Say he's got bombs, it's going to blow up two blocks. Turn the camera on himself and say, I want to go home. for. I want to be home for Sunday dinner. What do you think is going on, man? What kind of freedoms do you think that you have that you can just go threaten the president, sit there on the Capitol sidewalk in your truck, looking like you're going to cry? You want to talk to Joe? Like, what mindset are you sitting in? What mindset are you in where you drove from state to state to go sit there? You've had time to think about it, man. You think you're just going to get out of jail and go home and be some cool dude? No. 
you're going to go sit with the shaman for a while, man. Probably for a while. I don't know. You threaten all kinds of shit, blowing shit up two blocks. You're going to have to sit with yourself, man. And think about if your cause was worth it. You called for your revolutionary brothers and sisters and this and that. Nobody's there in court with you, bro. Brother, you're all by yourself. You got a bad back. I know those prison beds, those jail beds, they can't be comfortable. Is it worth it? Was it worth it to follow in conspiracies? I don't know. I guess time will tell. In closing, Boris in New York, I believe you. Trump is not going away. And I think he'll run in 2024. He's laying the groundwork with these rallies in the South and marketing the free Trump gifts on Facebook. He's rebuilding his base. It'll all focus around the failed Afghanistan deal. That is now Biden's fault, but Trump's the one who made the deal, and not with the Afghan government. This was a deal made and brokered between the U.S. and the Taliban. Sit with that. Democrats, I hope you are taking this seriously. Jamie Harrison, Stacey Abrams, I know you guys listen and I love you guys. I hope you're watching and paying attention to what the scam is. I hope you're hip now. It's been five years, and he has not changed his tune. But half the country thinks the insurrection was a peaceful protest. Hitler never went away either, you guys. He lost and lost, and he kept coming back. And we all know how that unfolded. There's a quote from Casino. Joe Pesci, Robert De Niro, the kings. But Sam Rothstein, ace. When he describes Nikki's character, he describes him like this. While I was trying to figure out why the guy was saying what he was saying, Nikki just hit him. No matter how big a guy might be, Nikki would take him on. You beat Nikki with fists, he comes back with a bat. You beat him with a knife, he comes back with a gun. And if you beat him with a gun, you better kill him. Because he'll keep coming back and back until one of you is dead. That's Trump. Trump's not in the same caliber or in any capacity as an Ace or a Nikki or a Pesci or De Niro. He's like the uh, the thrift store version of those two guys. But Trump ain't going away. And he's ramping up either funding to pay his bills and his legal fees, or he's going to run. Democrats, I hope you're watching this shit. We cannot have another reactive Four years with this guy. All right, Pfizer, the the FDA has approved the Pfizer vaccine. It's not emergency approved anymore. It's FDA approved. Everyone gets your shot. Unless you're like under 12, I think there's a stipulation for the young people. I don't know what's going on with that. But everyone gets your shot. This is like kindergarten. You couldn't go to kindergarten without your immunization card. This is a new disease. How did we stop chicken pox? Everyone got vaccinated. I'm just saying polio, whatever it is. It's a new virus. It's a new disease. Don't we want to stop it? Side note to you anti-vaxxers, Tara in Maine. Don't send me shit about the past few generations of autistic kids is because of vaccinations. Look to the processed food industry, the McDonald's, the Chick-fil-A, the Taco Bell. So Taco Bell's so good. I just had a taco the other day. First time in two months. Just a couple of bites. Boom. It was good. 
Anyways, the chilies, the Swanson's food, frozen food, TV dinners and such, Tucker Carlson, canned foods. But I'd look at those shits and the chemicals in those frozen shits and what sort of long-term effect years of consuming processed foods. Again, Tucker Carlson, he's an heir, S, heiress, to the Swanson's TV dinner outfit. I mentioned this 30-something episodes ago, maybe longer, I don't know. You hardcore ride-or-die grinders remember. But I'd check to see what this is doing to one's body and mind before I looked at scientifically cleared vaccines. But I've been telling you guys for several, several years in my Facebook videos, I told you guys, this guy Tucker, he don't give two shits about you. His wife's family is the, the billion-dollar Hungry Man Mexican TV dinner conglomerate. Those were good back in the day. They know it's all chemicals and shitty products, and they are selling it to you. You think Tucker Carlson has TV dinners in his freezer? No fucking way. I'm willing to bet he has chefs. If I had their money, I'd have a chef. About four days a week, full time, four days a week, full time, four days because I like to cook too. But that's how rich Tucker Carlson is. He's with the millionaire viewers. They see each other in the grocery store because they live in the same neighborhood. If your neighborhood is in a trailer park somewhere, he don't know your life, ma'am, sir. He don't know you and he don't care about you. Why are you listening to him? Tucker Carlson thinks people like you in trailer parks are a nuisance. He don't want affordable housing in his neighborhood, let alone trailer parks. No fucking way. But back to frozen processed foods. I look at them, those types of foods, for the why and why we have huge increases in obesity, in mental illness cases, in anxiety, in suicide. Who knows what those chemicals in those frozen foods cause to our bodies, our minds, when they work together. The processed foods, the chemicals, and our endogenous brain chemicals, body chemicals, body organs, whatever. They call it preservatives in the foods, in the frozen foods, in the processed foods. They call it, they call it preservatives. It's actually chemicals. But shelf life for like five or ten years. What's in that? What preservatives are in that to, to maintain a product on a shelf five, seven, ten years? What's in that keeping it good? And then what's it doing to your body? The past three generations since the processed food boom, you know, when women went to work and they had this cool thing called TV dinners and frozen meals that mom could come home and pop in the oven. The past three generations since that are dying before their parents and even before their grandparents. They're having heart attacks at younger age and God knows what else. The older generations ate clean, home cooking, you know, farm to fork, which is what the West is back into now. Farm to fork, homegrown, organic, because they realized 
what the processed food industry was doing to us. Is there correlation? Causation? Is it? I don't know. It just seems logical to me. Anyways, back to the tabloids. I remember my aunt buying those trash rags at the grocery store to check out. I was like seven, eight, ten. And as I always remember, and I like to remind people, this dude right here, hello, Florida. This dude, this inside edition clip from 2015, this guy won. This guy became the president of the United States. Cock-a-doodle-doo, folks. I'm Donald Trump. It's Donald Trump's long-lost Saturday Night Live sketch from 11 years ago. Trump, you know our wings will make you happy. Trump dances with SNL cast members dressed as chickens in this commercial for Donald Trump's House of Wings. Come on, get the dancers back. For some reason, the sketch has been deleted from the official DVD, giving rise to all sorts of conspiracy theories. Somebody doesn't want you to see this sketch. The sketch, by the way, has actually been removed, I don't know why, from Hulu, from some of SNL's greatest hits. It's unclear why. Dressed in a yellow suit and yellow tie, Trump was surrounded by 2004 cast members Amy Poehler, Maya Rudolph, Seth Meyers, and Kenan Thompson. Saturday Night Live. We've roasted him. Comedy Central has roasted his ass. And that was a great hour, man. I, I've seen it a couple of times. But listen, now let me go into this vein. I love Bill Murray. Bill Murray, I think he's a Democrat, but I'm not sure. I don't really care either way. I'm just using him as an example. But Bill Murray, when I hear Saturday Night Live, my mind automatically goes to Bill Murray. Bill Murray was the Kate McKinnon of Saturday Night Live in the 70s and 80s. Kate McKinnon is... She's like the, one of the major stars of Saturday Night Live right now. She's hella fun. President Trump said he's moving forward with legal challenges to vote counts across the country. Here to comment is the man leading the charge, his personal lawyer, Rudy Giuliani. <laughs> whoa, 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 look at that. If it ain't de Blasio and Dinkins, hello. <laughs> Hi. Yeah, I get it. Hi, Rudy. Thanks. <laughs> thanks. Thanks so much for being here. Yeah, Yeah. good times. Hey, did you see my press conference today? It was at the Four Seasons. Fancy. Yeah, it sounds sounds fancy, but it was at a landscaping company called Four Seasons. Was was that a mistake? What? No. (laughs) Anyway, I'm glad I made it to the show on time, because first I went to 30 Rocks. That's a granite quarry in New Rochelle. What a night. Okay, Rudy, so the president, the president is... Said- that was Kate McKinnon as Rudy Giuliani. November of uh, 2020, like right after the, or around, yeah, around the election time or whatever. But we all know how that, how that turned out. Rudy showed up like 60 times in court claiming that states were, uh, or, or that the, the votes were counted wrong. And we all know how that turned out. He lost his, he just recently lost his license to practice Law, if the fucking bar association gets involved and takes your shit, you've done something wrong, unethical. I know. I have a real estate license. If I did something shady, 
California Real Estate Bar Association, whatever they're called, those guys come in and say, give me your shit. Just like if you're driving and you got a DUI, you violated something. If you get a DUI, you're going to get your license taken away. You know what I mean? So he did some really shady shit. That was that 60 times wasting judges' times with that stolen election shit. You got to pay the piper. Rudy? Bing, bang, boom. All right, you guys, that is the show. You might be thinking, what the fuck? Sorry, man. I got to make this uh, continuation episode because I'm a day late and a dollar short with this episode to the editor. So I got to run. I'll pick this up next week. Maybe at the SNL part. I got some shit down the way that uh, it involves Charlie Sheen. Winning! I didn't get to the asshole of the week. Actually, maybe I did. Cluck, cluck. Just kidding. Not really. All right, you guys, I'm out. I'll see you next week. Remember to like, share, subscribe. Subscribe so you get those auto downloads. Help us move this episode, this podcast, everything. Move it around, y'all. Thanks to my hometown, Fremont, the California, everybody. Oh, my God, I love you guys. Um, Anyways, (laughs) I'm always looking for ways to improve. So if you notice some stank, you guys, on the website, send us your email at info at eastwestgrind.com. Send the other shit to Dinez at eastwestgrind. I don't want to fucking deal with it. I'm sorry. But just like you guys... We seek answers, truth, share this podcast with those MAGA relatives you love so very much, but you can't get a word in edgewise, you guys. Send them this podcast, they'll get me, because I get them. All right, you guys, see you next week. It's going to be a great show, as usual. I'll share more of the travels, the country we saw, this country, of course, experiences. You don't want to miss it, guys. See you then. I got your back. Peace.